You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, before Brian and I talk to you about this offense, you know, it was a great game. We were, we were all excited on Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening, and there's only one way to celebrate, and that's by going to Boomer Jacks. You can cool off with cool drink specials and affordable eats. I, I know I was burning up at the stadium yesterday, I, I, partly because I was wearing a, a hoodie. That probably wasn't the best choice in 90-degree weather. But, man, I, I was th- it was all I could do to, to stop thinking about Boomer Jacks and the cold drinks there. It's a great space with something for the whole family or your group of friends. Whatever type of atmosphere you're looking for, Boomer Jacks provides that. You can come in, you can cool off with drink specials starting at $3. They've got awesome food, awesome appetizers. There's wall-to-wall TVs, live music, and more. Everybody's going to be happy. Whether you're looking for a great, you know, happy hour with your coworkers, a good spot to watch some of the games with your buddies, or you're just looking for a nice family night out, Boomer Jacks is the spot. It, it fits anything that you need. 17 DFW locations, so you know there's one around you, and you can find your location by going to boomerjacks.com. That's boomerjacks.com. All right, Brian, let's talk about specifics now. I mean, we, we kind of did an overview of the game as, itself and some of the key moments, but let's look at specifics relating to offense and defense. Let's do this segment. We'll, we'll start off with the offense first. Uh, we, we did not talk nearly enough about him in, in some of the key moments of the game, but uh, what a performance from Cooper Rush, especially early. I, I think in the second half, Cincinnati adjusted. They took away some stuff from him, but ultimately, you know, makes them pay early, makes Cincinnati have to respect the passing game. And then also on that final drive, when they get into field goal position, you know, made the plays when he needed to. Um, so Cooper Rush, this is two years in a row now that he's really stepped up in a big way for them. Yeah. How about that? Cooper Rush, 2-0 and is an NFL starter. Both of them come back victories. Uh, that's incredible. And, uh, you know, it's so funny in the post game, they're, they're talking to him and Clarence Hill's like, are you happy? Are you, because I mean, he's so, I mean, he was yeah, just so happy. focused on just finding a, you know, it's just like, you know, we made some good plays. I was really happy about the way, you know, Noah did a great job of, you know, and he's just kind of monotone talking about it and everybody's kind of laughing. Yep. You know, and you're thinking, man, you need to be excited about this. But that's that's Cooper Rush. And I, I think a lot of it has to do with today and going into this game, his coaches and teammates had confidence in him. In a big way. The rest of us didn't. 
Yeah. The rest of us are like, and you know, I, I'm, Hey, let's be honest. You know, uh, you get in a situation where your backup quarterback, and I know Babe Laughlinberg doesn't like me to say the backup quarterback, but the quarterback that doesn't normally start is, <laughs> you know, is, uh, uh, is playing today. And so you're trying to think, and after how poorly they looked last week on offense with Dak Prescott in the game with receivers and, running and all, you know, the, the line and all the questions that you had, well, here you go. This, you know, like you're expecting him to come in here and do great things. He, he played as well as you can imagine. Uh, you know, he, he, he gave them, he was one of the main reasons why they won this football game because he didn't make mistakes. He didn't turn over the ball. He didn't try and do too much. He managed everything successfully. When they had a chance to make big plays, he delivered on some big plays. You know, that final drive, they needed, you know, they needed 20 yards. What did he do? He found a way. They burned a timeout along the way. And all of a sudden, you know, the ball's to the sidelines. They got a rally, spike it. There's all kinds of disastrous things that could have happened in the last, you know, 25 seconds of that game. But he was able to kind of pull it all together get him in field goal range. The, the great thing about it was if it's a miss, it's overtime. If it's a make, we're all going home happy. And and he got just enough to um, to get Brett Maher to get that thing home. And I thought he played a, a super ball game tonight. Boy, and just as much as I we opened the show up with confidence of Brett Maher, just hooked that inside. I honestly thought watching it live, I was, I was watching the in-house feed, I thought he missed it. I thought yeah. it hooked. But uh, ju- just right, and, and you saw everybody else reacting positively, so I felt good about it. A uh, lot of positive things to say about Cooper Rush. I don't think you can say enough good things about Noah Brown. Holy cow, five catches, 91 yards, and a touchdown. And let's just look, Brian, over the course of the game, some of these catches that he had. You're talking about fourth and two for 17 yards. Big conversion there. The second and seven from the Cincinnati nine. He, he scores that nine-yard touchdown pass. A fantastic reception. Third and 10, 28-yard pickup, keeps the drive alive. Third and four, 25-yard pickup, keeps the drive alive. Another, you've got him uh, on the, the final drive there, that, that one with 51 the tip, left. It's tip ball. Yeah, 12-yard yeah. reception. Yeah. Every single play Noah Brown made today was huge. It wasn't just five for 91. It was five catches that I don't know if you win the game without any one of them. Yeah, five for five on huge plays. That's what you want to say right there. Five targets, five catches. All five of them were huge, huge plays for Noah Brown. And, you know, this is one of those things, Bobby, when we were at Oxnard and we were watching Noah Brown and Simi Fajoko and guys like that, you know, they were, they were, they were having positive practices. Yeah. They were having, you know, good. It wasn't just like they they were super consistent. It wasn't up and down and up and down. And you know, it's like one day they're really good, two days they're bad, one day they're good again. No, Noah Brown did a did a great job of being super consistent tonight. And like I was talking about in the post game show, you know, Noah Brown not only does he go five for five on big catches, Noah Brown's your personal protector on the punt team. You know, Noah Brown is doing other things to help you win football games. So, you know, I I just – I'm glad for him. I hope this is something that he can build on. I'm hoping that next week if they get Michael Gallup back, it's it's Lamb, it's 
Brown, it's Gallup. Those guys all making plays. That's that's what my hope is for next week. I, I this will stun you. I know we're just two games into the season, and so you're projecting out a lot. It's like you know trying to project out Micah Parsons for you know 34 sacks this year because he has two in each game. But through two games, Noah Brown's 17 game projection, Brian, is 85 receptions and 1350 yards. Not bad. I got, maybe he's your Cedric Wilson. He Maybe he's this guy that steps up well, and has a career. And, and, and he said at his locker, I, I want to point it out yeah. real quick. He said at his locker, talked about, I've been in Dallas for a long time and, and waited my turn and talked about how this organization has has shown a, a lot of belief in me and, and I wanted to pay that back and, and pay that back in this opportunity. And he absolutely has in a big way. How much Cooper Rush getting here in 2017, he obviously missed a year, but that's the same year Noah Brown got here. How much do you think just their time probably taking reps together on the same offense just over the course of five years is why it seems like Cooper Rush had, had a lot of trust and a lot of faith in Noah Brown? How many scout team reps you think those two took together? A lot. <laughs> a Running lot. other teams' routes. And here, man, throw me the back shoulder fade down here to emulate Terry McLaurin. Or here, throw this, you know, over here for, you know, yeah, it's, Cooper Rush, every rep he takes in practice is not a rep getting ready for the offense. This week, he got the most work he's ever going to get getting ready for a game. I'm sure the Minnesota game last year, same thing. Well, Minnesota even remember a lot of work. Even Minnesota. There's Noah Brown. Yeah, even Minnesota. They didn't rule out Dak until game time. So he wasn't getting all the work. This is so this yeah. was the first time where it's like you're the guy and and really stood out, played well. What did you think about how CeeDee Lamb played tonight? Seven catches, seventy five yards. I thought he finished the game a lot stronger. The first half was a little yeah. shaky, um, but I thought he finished the game really well. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. There is a uh, there's a lot going on in CD Lamb, and he is uh, you know he's now got the target on him. He's the guy that's now the the number one wide receiver. He's going to draw coverage. He's going to draw attention. I felt like they tried to get him going early with some of the screens and some of the passes that they threw to him. But I, I was I, I'm okay if again CD Lamb eleven targets, same number of targets as last week. Instead of getting two catches, he got seven catches. Yeah. That's and a big if, catch. Yeah. Late. Big if CeeDee Lamb's gonna get eleven targets, give me seven, eight, or nine catches. Please. Just give me seven, eight, or nine off eleven targets. And I'll be super happy with how they're using C D Lamb. By the way, I want to point out that uh on the last Love of the Star podcast when we went to the listener mailbag, you remember one of our listeners set the over under for receptions for C D at seven. And so, yeah. we, and so, nailed that one. Our listeners are yeah. good. They should be working. They're for Vegas, very good. They? Very good. So uh, that that's the takeaway on CeeDee. I did think it was interesting when he had that one catch and it kind of got rolled up, and his yeah. knee, his knee or his ankle was clearly bothering him. Hanson Yang, the assistant athletic trainer, he was over there taping him up on the sideline right after that. Looked in a lot of pain. Tyler Biotish call, started calling the trainers over after he got up, and he like pushed Tyler Biotish's hand down, gave a thumbs up, and started, like, waving them off, like, get yeah. the hell off of the field. I yeah. did like seeing 
CeeDee Lamb clearly is exhibiting toughness and wants to make sure he's out there for his team. They, you know what? He's he's wide receiver one. He's got, I mean, he they they he's got to go out there and play. You know, I mean, you know, the, the, the whole thing with Houston and guys like that, I mean, we're gonna get to a point in time where we'll see. Maybe Tolbert can step up in one of these practices. Maybe all of a sudden it's it's Tolbert's involved and and then you've got him going the right direction, and he's part of the five that's getting work yep. along with Turpin and those guys. And you know, but they they need they need more guys like the Noah Browns that they're stepping up, and the CD Lambs that see he's wide receiver one. He has to step up. The others, the Noah Browns, the Turpins, guys like that. You know, they they they're going to need those guys to play well. Offensive line, I know offensive line is always one that you get a better look at when you get a chance to watch the film. Like, like Tomorrow our, morning, that, yeah, Monday morning. That's somewhere where our opinions will probably evolve more than any other position on offense when you watch it back is looking at how they played. But uh, just kind of your first, your initial takeaways from the offensive line, what you saw from up in the press box. Like I said, I thought Tyler Smith played great. I thought Terrence Steele had a really nice bounce back week. Matt Farniak, I thought, held his own okay. There were a couple times where he got beat. I thought the guy who Hendrickson the, got him that one time, right? Did, Didn't Hendrickson did. go at three technique and got him on a move? So, yeah. so that he, yeah, he got him once, and and he and Cooper Rush was like that got a blasted. twist, or was that Hendrickson so at three? That that was Hendrickson at three on on okay. one where he didn't get a sack, but he rocked Cooper Rush, and Cooper Rush had yeah. to throw it away quick. The only sack they got tonight came on a twist with Hendrick or with Hubbard. Hubbard, Hubbard. came on a twist. And Biotish was late getting over there to, to, to pick it up. So the only guy I thought struggled tonight, and it wasn't even consistent. I thought there were a couple times where I noticed Tyler Biotish doing good things. But the guy I noticed the most having struggles tonight was Tyler Biotish. I don't know how you saw it. Yeah, I, I that's the great thing about getting to watch the film in the morning and kind of take care of that. But, uh, yeah, I, I thought overall, man, I, I'm always worried about Cooper Rush holding the ball because there were times in the preseason where – you know, hold and hold and hold. And, you know, you know, I thought he was very decisive throwing the ball, but I think he understood that, you know, the games and the practices and the stuff he got during training camp, he, he has to be quicker. Somebody was telling him, Hey, Cooper, you have to throw the ball quicker. This is, you can't hold it. And I thought he did a really nice job of that, but I thought the line did a nice job of giving him the opportunity to see where he needed to throw the ball and gives the receivers the opportunity to get the route, you know, get into the route tree and then make that throw where he needs to be. So uh, I'm sure there's, you know, when you're grading 70, 75 plays or whatever it's going to be, I'm sure there's going to be those ones where you're like, oh, that was a minus. Oh, that was bad. Oh, they got lucky there. But I think for the most part, for for the, the for the Bengals not to only, but only have one sack and it not come from Hendrickson, I think would have to be a win. It's like Jamar Chase catching five balls for fifty yards. Yeah, that's a win on defense. Hendrickson not having a sack, that's a win for the Cowboy offensive line. Absolutely. And one more thing I want to point out since we're talking about the offensive line before we transition over to defense, and I know we we talked about the turnover Dalton Schultz had, and, and Dalton Schultz has had a little bit of a slow start to the season as a pass catcher. I'm gonna I, I'm I'm gonna say it with my chest, Brian. I don't believe after two games, I, I think I, I don't believe Dalton Schultz is a liability blocking right now. 
Dalton no, Schultz has looked so really either. good. Dalton him, Schultz had a nice block Ferguson. on the Pollard. Ferguson, Ferguson, I think on the long run, I have to watch it, but Ferguson got into like a scuffle, and it might have been the t- it might have been after the long run. It was that, the touchdown, uh, the I think. Pass, yeah, whatever yeah. they called it. It was it was a pass, but it was a run in spirit. Okay. <laughs> anyway, the one yard run. Ferguson came off the ball and like punished his guy and got in kind of a scuffling thing where the officials had to jump in and he goes to the sidelines and like Mike McCarthy's like grabbing him like, bro, take it easy out there. You know, let's, let's <laughs> he plays with some aggression because kind of, I was watching him. I mean, yeah. he had a really, really good block, but you're right about these tight ends. Schultz and Ferguson, I think they're doing a lot better job of with the, the run blocking stuff, at least through the first two weeks of the season. You're listening to the Love of the Star podcast. The Love of the Star is an Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.